Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. Hello and welcome to Neil Before Pod interviews. I'm your host Craig and I recently had the pleasure of talking to David Giantoli, the voice of Batman in the latest DC animated movie Batman The Doom That Came to Gotham. The conversation covers finding that Batman voice, immersing himself in 1920s Gotham and understanding the supernatural. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Hey David. How's it going man? It's going good. Where are you in Scotland? I'm in Edinburgh. I would love to go. Tried to go last year. Couldn't quite do it. Ended up settling for Dublin. Whole different country. Direct flight, though. Dublin is good. I mean, you get some really good Guinness in Dublin, so no issues there. I said to myself, I'm not going to drink. Within two hours, I was a bit drunk. <laughs> it was fantastic. You were in Ireland. But anyway, next time, Edinburgh. Start by saying it is an honor to be speaking to the Batman himself. One of the Batmans, but it is an honor to be speaking with you, too. Thank you. <laughs> it's an honor to get to be Batman. There are a lot of Batman, but each are valid in their own way, I would say. Sure. You're kind. So how did you come to be involved in this particular project? I know you've played Batman before in another kind of off-the-wall, Elseworlds-y thing. For starters, I just kind of dumb lucked my way into it. Sam and Wes, the directors of respectively both of the movies I've done, knew my work from Grimm. And maybe Warner Brothers knew my work from Grimm. I think both of these movies in which I voiced Batman kind of have a younger-ish Batman, a little less down the road. And perhaps my voice on Grimm had a grounded, steady innocence to it. But I don't know why this collected me. And I hope it wasn't a horrible mistake. Well, it definitely wasn't. I think your Batman is very good. So they made a good choice. Well, thank you. How did you go about preparing to play this version of Batman? And I suppose the last one, what went into finding that character or finding his voice? It's so funny. I didn't grow up steeped in comics whatsoever. So it wasn't a blank slate. I have seen some of the later Batman movies. But my take, honestly, was just let Sam and Wes guide me to it. I obviously know Batman. and He can almost not escape a lot of the world that they create. So I was aware of him and I was aware of the different takes. But I enter a sound booth. I let Sam and Wes just kind of guide me there. And I know that in this particular sort of Elseworlds Batman, he was a little older, a little more learned than the Bruce Wayne in my first film that I voiced. So we brought some of that more darkness, more experience to his voice, deeper. And of course, as the movie goes on, it just became, it sounded like he had eaten a cigarette. <laughs> And it was about as gravelly as you could possibly get, or as I could possibly get. So much so when I got home that day, my wife was terrified of what had happened to me. Because <laughs> my voice sounded so... That's kind of how we found it. So it was a conscious finding the, the Batman voice, because obviously every Batman actor has that differentiation between the two personas. Christian Bale, possibly most famously in terms of people mocking him for it, in a way. Yeah, I liked what Christian Bale did too. I mean... This guy goes dark. Let him go dark. Was it important to you to find the fact that they had two voices effectively? Because you do a really good job of getting Bruce Wayne and Batman sounding distinct enough so that obviously if people meet both, they won't think, this is the same guy. It's really hard to do, and it's important to do. They schedule these recordings for the movie toward the front end of the morning, fairly early, because you wake up with a deeper voice. And Bruce Wayne has a not high-pitched voice at all, sort of medium baritone i think and that's probably where my voice sits and to get deeper than that you really have to have a fresh set of vocal cords and get a nice early morning voice going to get to that next register it's 
difficult and I do get a little nervous about it, probably just because I care about the role. Well, no need to be nervous about it, I would say. You do a really good job of conveying both. I think it's important to get that distinction because, as I say, otherwise you find it hard to believe that people won't notice the similarities. Yeah. With Grimm, you wouldn't be a stranger to any of the supernatural weirdness that was going on in this film. I'm guessing that helped you prepare to get in that headspace. Grimm was fun. It was fantastical. This movie, obviously, it's fun and fantastical. I am no stranger to hobgoblins and the such. <laughs> it is fun. But one of the things I did have to learn in the voice actor world is there's permission to go much further with the choices and getting to watch the first film that I did, I wish I had gone much further. And so it was a benefit to watch that first film right before I went in to voice this film. And I went much farther than I could normally get away with on camera. And then quirk of this film as well is the time period it was set in. So people talking in different ways because of when it was set. How did you get yourself in the headspace of that kind of dialogue and speaking in that certain way? I asked one of your co-stars about that the other day. They said that there was a challenge of acclimating to the time period almost. Yeah, well, the fun thing about doing voice acting is you enter this dark, quiet booth. It's you and your producers and directors, in my case, Wes Gleason and Sam Liu, and you kind of just find this world, and it's really easy. It's like being in a cinema. The lights go down, there's sound-absorbing things on the walls and the ceilings, and you drop into it so quickly. So it wasn't hard to find but it was certainly fun to find. Do you find it easier to drop into voice acting than it is with live action acting, or is it just different? It's different. I would say that the obstacle in voice acting is that you're not, for practical purposes, around the other actors. So the world that is being created, you don't see it in front of you. It hasn't been animated yet. I don't think entirely. And you're not bouncing off the other actors, so it really is you and the director. So it's a bit of a trust fall, but with Sam and Wes, there's no one's arms I'd rather trust fall into. So it's very different, and they know what they're doing. At least with Grimm and your CV, you would have been used to reacting to something that you can't see yet, that hasn't been put in yet. That must have been a bit of a help. And you also get 123 different cracks at it. <laughs> Whereas a movie, you see it's the one and it's done. You're like, oh, I can't go do that better now. It's done. But with Grimm, we were six seasons. Mm. Any character that you'd absolutely love to voice in DC or maybe even beyond or play in live action? I've got to say the opposite. I think Bruce Wayne and Batman is the coolest, sexiest character, hands down. I'm going to try the opposite now. I want to do Robin. Oh, cool. Can I do Robin for 10 seconds? That would be a nice change. I want him to get his franchise. So you want to go in the opposite direction? You want to go backwards almost? Well, not quite backwards. Let's try it. I want to push. I don't want to have to go so gruff. I want to save the old vocal cords. <laughs> you could do the halfway house and get Nightwing or Red Hood, former Robins. Done. Well, cool. It's been great chatting to you about being Batman, and I really hope you get to do it again. It seems like you're a very good fit for the supernatural, elseworldsy Batman stories, so hopefully they'll make more of them, and hopefully you'll get your chance to keep doing them. I am extremely honoured to have been given the opportunity. Thanks very much. Thanks for your time. That was my interview with David Giantoli. I wish him all the very best for his future projects. If you like what you heard, then please do subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We'd love if you'd leave us a five-star rating and a review. If you want to discuss this interview, Batman or DC in general, or anything else, then you can contact us on Twitter or Facebook under New Before Blog, or leave a comment on newbeforeblog.co.uk. For more interviews, a monthly news podcast, and deep dive analytical discussions about your favourite nerdy things, join us on New Before Pod.